How green can our future be? Environmentalism has acquired an odd mission. Many environmentalists want to eliminate human life or at least the impact we have on the environment. Bears and antelope breathe out carbon dioxide, but it only the carbon emitted by humans causes problems. Why is the flatulence of cows such an issue but not that of bison, who would surely repopulate the plains were cattle to disappear? It does not take much time to realize what environmentalists are opposed to is technology. Without technology humans would live lightly on the planet, but the planet would have a serious impact on the ability of humans to survive, especially in large numbers. No one ought to consume what they do not need. We ought not waste what we cannot replace. Therein lays the problem. It is difficult to prove the planet needs us. If civilized man is a luxury the world cannot afford, how do we justify the burden our life represents? It is not difficult to argue convincingly no one needs 20 cars or a private jet. Anything more than we own is a luxury. But the more we realize no one needs 20 cars, the harder it is to justify the existence of any cars. Arguments against conspicuous consumption become arguments against consumption by human beings. But is environmentalism an argument for pristine environments? Would the rabbits die off in Australia before destroying the ability of Australia's flora to replenish the land and indeed feed its fauna? What size would forest fires be were not man there to create fire breaks and other fire suppression measures? These questions aside, environmentalists have focused too much on technological impacts. Natural processes are not that environmentally friendly. It is not technology that is the problem. Because environmentalists do not know this, they have become part of the problem. Are wind turbines and fields of solar panels the answer to anything or just a statement? Without a method of regulating his kind, humanity would have remained in a primitive state. Environmentalists fight against the proliferation of cars, phones, and factories using systems of regulation. Without a system of regulation none of these things would have existed. Eliminate all laws and systems of jurisprudence and man would revert to barbarism. But if the law is the real problem, can it be the solution? The law can regulate gas prices and force consumers to pay substantially more for gas. This is likely to reduce gas consumption, but there are consequences or costs. People may lose their jobs and income as people reduce their driving and the use of services tied to the movement of good and the delivery of services. There is a contingent that thinks unemployment is better for the environment. The unemployed use fewer resources than the employed. Reducing our carbon footprint is another version of this argument. Environmentalists assume technology is bad and anything that forces humans to forego the use of technology is good for the planet. The goal is to get our energy use down to the point where the value of a human life will not be more heavily weighted than, say, the life of a fox. But why do foxes gobble up more resources than a turtle or earthworm? But are environmentalists trying to save the planet or eliminate the use of resources? What do we see when we envision a saved planet? Do environmentalists think about human life as part of what needs to be saved? 
Is reducing the use of carbon part of the environmentalist strategy to save the human species, or is it part of their ploy to rid the planet of human life? These questions drive home two related points. We cannot go green using governments and regulatory environments. The only way to reduce impacts is through specialization. Specialization cannot be regulated, and it is naturally green. Only the specialist has the ability to organize his activities. The other point is that markets are green, but they are green because they are unregulated. Environmentalists who want to save the planet by regulating markets is lying. Environmentalists are not just wrong when they say humans have no value. If we have no value nothing has value, humans are the measure of value. Why do we kill mosquitoes and rats? Does a virus not have a right to life? What of cancer cells? We have only our values to guide our choices. There is no objective truth. There is only our truth and at minimum it has to agree with itself. Contradictions are not true. Greening the world makes the world more valuable to us. There is nothing in nature that has value, naturally. Mankind must process nature and give it value. The planet can only be saved if the saving is a process of increasing its value, but this requires the presence of human beings. Environmentalists talk about saving the planet. What they mean is they want to save the bits that are important to them and that have value to them. But when they are gone none of this has value anymore. Money and time are spent eliminating things with negative value. By getting rid of bad things, we believe we are increasing the value of our environment. But a community is an artificial reality. There is nothing objective in what we value or about the value itself. We do things that increase the value of our niche. Going green does not mean what most people think it means. It does not mean getting rid of humans. Going green does not require we stop using fossil fuels. Going green means getting rid of things that have negative value. Green is a positive value and going green is upping the value of our community. By going green we do not just get rid of fossil fuels. The fuels are not the issue. Greens wish to eliminate the byproducts of burning things that pollute. But it is the pollution we wish to eliminate, not the fuel. This is no more complicated than not wanting your neighbor burning plastic trash in his bar BK. But for nations our neighbors are other nations. Individuals and communities ought not externalize costs onto society and future generations. This is called the civility principle. Following the civility principle results in the world going green. Green is not a process in which the lives of human beings are either not considered or are treated as one factor of many considered. Going green is about being civil. Civility excludes acts that eliminate human beings from the face of the earth or push us into a state of primitivism. The ancient world was not green, it was merely primitive. To be green is to be civil, it means we are not externalizing costs onto society and future generations, individually or collectively. Civility requires accountability. If we are not requiring others to pay our costs, we are being civil. 
Civility requires markets be unregulated. It is markets that determine costs. The single condition required for a civil market is that it not be an active participant in the economy. Markets cannot create costs. A free market is a market without state regulations, but they have private sector rules. Only civil markets are free of both public and private sector regulations. Regulations impose costs onto markets. There are only two ways to organize. We regulate community by means of rules or by markets. Markets impose civility upon us because markets lack the regulations that would permit costs to be externalized. Regulatory systems by their very nature must impose costs onto a subject population. Civility requires equality. Inequality is the product of a regulatory framework. Equality requires ownership be unregulated. Ownership cannot be based on power disparities. The state is neither the owner of the nation or the licensing authority determining ownership rights. Markets are based on equity. For equity to exist specialization has to exist. Markets need specialization. If there is no specialization, there is no basis for trade. All progress in economic development is due to increased specialization. If we all do the same thing the same way, there is no reason to trade goods and services. We must add value to a commodity for that commodity to increase in value. Giving a commodity greater value makes it a tradable export. The regulatory environment only hinders this process as it imposes costs onto the production process. Community is as green as it is market-driven. Only when we systematically reduce and eliminate regulators and the regulatory environment can specialization create civil markets. There is no way for the free market to eliminate regulations created by private entities. This is why the term, the civil market, or the green market has been coined. The key to going green is to deprive the state of the right to define who owns what. When the state regulates ownership, it creates liabilities. A liability is a claim to property the claimant did not create. So long as the state administrates ownership claims it has a claim on the property under its jurisdiction. The state exists as a silent partner. It retains access to the capital represented by the property. To go green, we must reduce the regulatory apparatus of the state and increase our level of specialization.